Live Live. WindDailySports.com. Bet like Mike Show. We are live here on a Wednesday. It's hump day. Uh, it's, a, it's a good old hump day here on uh, WindDailySports.com. And the Bet Like Mike Show, which you can hear every day here, every weekday at noon. The best 20 minutes in all of live streaming. That's what it is. And it's the best 20 minutes, not because of me, but because my guest Mr. Uh, Mr. Mike North, how you doing? What I am? I'm a guest. I'm your guest because you do no, you're a co-host. <laughs> is that what I am now? It's, it's one of it's one of those Wednesdays where you just wake up and you're like, oh no, that's, doesn't that's matter, Danny. I, I'm good. I'm good. But I'll tell you, my co-host, right the star of the show. I'm not I, a star I'm, of the show. We're, we're a team. You got to get yourself together here. <laughs> you're like this catcher, Yerman Mercedes, for the Chicago White Sox. You know? uh, he's great. I I can I can watch him crush softball league pitches all day. That's fun okay. to me. And and you know what? We will get to him and other mm-hmm. things in just a second. But first of all, good night for you last night. You went two and one. Yes, went two and one. Yes, I did. Uh, I, the scary pick. I don't really bet sometimes, but uh, you know what? The Orioles- we call it a scary pick for a reason. <laughs> yeah, you bet it or you don't. It's up yeah. to you. Uh, but uh, I uh, Cincinnati Castillo lets me down again, and you know the the way that the media is now. Uh, the Reds uh, analyst, whoever he is, yeah. Oh, he. We saw some good things from him tonight. He mm. lost again, and he also struck out a lot of guys. But who hasn't? You know, I mean, you got just nonsense going on now in Major League Baseball. This guy's a bad pitcher right now, and he gave up a big three-run homer in the game. So I don't want to hear this crap. But you know, speaking of crap, the nonsense going on in Chicago, in my hometown. All-time decade low for the media, sports media in this town, mm-hmm. okay, which I'm included, okay? I won't take all the blame here. I used to take the blame for everything that happened in the 90s, good or bad. But, I mean, there are people just sticking up for this Yerman Mercedes guy for going, basically hitting a 47-mile-an-hour ball off a position player in a 15-4 to game. Tony LaRusa comes out, fires on him. Maybe not the best thing that he should have done, Okay. Yeah. But here's the thing. Everybody bombs him until they find out Mercedes had a 3-0 count and he was given the take sign. And he swung through it. La Russa doesn't play that. And all the people that are saying La Russa, there are talk show hosts in town saying that Sox should have a mutiny. They're having one of their best seasons in so long. I don't count last year. And... They wanted rid of Tony Larusa because they wanted to at the beginning because of his age, because he had DUIs, not because of what he does as far as baseball is concerned. They can't differentiate anymore. They can't do it. So anytime there's a weakness, all the wins are, are the White Sox players, and any loss, even though Sano hit three homers yesterday and Larusa didn't throw them, goes on Tony Larusa. But I got something for everybody today, and I think it's important <laughs> that everybody understands this. I'm going to read a little something because you're not hearing this, John. Now, what do you know about Mercedes right now? I know Yerman Mercedes is absolutely crushing baseballs at the moment. And uh, kind of a, a dude that was in the minor leagues for a long time. And, uh, you know, and why was he? Uh, couldn't play the field. I'm pretty sure. It was always, it was always, I'm not sure. I, I knew There's he no had a good. He in Chicago today. No. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've been, I've been paying attention to a lot of this. Okay. Yeah. He's been late already. This year, been late already, and Larusa covered for him. The reporters were asking, "Where is he? Where is he?" Covered for him. 
This guy's got a history of being a bad guy when it comes to coming on time, being out of shape, not having a position. There's a reason he's been in the minors so long. But you won't hear that today. So the White Sox give this guy an opportunity. He's a monster. I love him. But when you swing, when you're not supposed to, I don't care if it's, care, if it's old school. That's what started this whole thing. Know your signs. Now we're hearing he ignored the sign. And he's going to be what he wants to be. That's why he hasn't had a major league career until he's 28 years old. Basically. Bottom line. My dog just barged through the door. <laughs> My dog Lotto. He's got a, he has his pirate patch on right now. Okay. Don't wait a way to break my no, you can't break my concentration. Okay. This guy, but despite hitting above 300 as a catcher over three seasons in the Dominican Summer League, he was released in the winter of 2013. He developed a bit of reputation for showing up late, not always given a hundred percent and pumping himself up to anybody within earshot. Essentially, he was big league in it. Does anybody know anything about how much of an asswipe this guy's been, and yet the White Sox are giving him a chance, and then he blows off the manager, and then everybody wants to get rid of the manager? Did you know any of that? No, and, you know, I, I think he's been a great major league player since he's been up there. And, you know, I th this whole thing to me is... Yeah, but he should have been up when he was maybe six years ago, John. He, and he probably should have. And, you know, there I, I think there are obviously some people that, you know, take longer to get it. And your Mercedes has been up in the major league level. And uh, he, he was maybe... Late like, this year, John. What's that? A, he came late to a bargain this year already. Yeah. So if you but, come late to your shift, you're gone. If, if I come late, I don't get paid. You don't get paid. Yeah. I never was late for a shift in my life. And all these people that are calling for Tony LaRusso's head are the same people that watch Robin Ventura lose the locker room for four years, had a child, the son of uh, LaRoche, had his own locker. Chris Sale tore up uniforms. Chris, uh, <laughs> Kenny Williams had to come down and clean so because they couldn't find the manager. Here's what I'm saying. He's the manager of the team. Get over it. He's not getting fired, folks, for, for being mad about somebody going through a stop sign. And the one thing that he shouldn't have done, but maybe he did because he warned him once not to do something again, is he shouldn't have hung him out to dry, maybe. And said, you know. Yeah, the, the, the public. Minnesota didn't have to tell him we're going to beat him. And they threw behind him. They didn't hurt him. But he looked out at the mound like he was going to do something after that. Yeah, I think that's that's the part that gets very odd to me. Why would you publicly like that's something that could be handled in the locker room? Uh, that's something that could be handled by those two, and that's something that even after the game, not not defending your player. Hey, he went through your your take sign. That's you know you could talk through that, but then not defending your player after somebody tried to hit him. Uh, it's just odd. Like I find all of that really odd, and there yeah. there does seem to be a. Some bit of disconnect with a few White Sox players in La Russa. Do I think that amounts to anything? No. Absolutely not, because that first of all, the White Sox team is way too talented to to even, I think, lose games based off of something so trivial as, you know, a, a few players not liking the match. If they go in a slump now, he, it will be he lost the locker room. It could be the thing. The thing is, I don't. I don't see them going on a slump anytime soon. Me neither. And I'll give you another thing. Yeah, I got a, this on good authority. Some of the players talk to Mercedes about this too, because your studs don't like to see some rookie walk in late. 
I mean, there's a pecking order here. And if any of the people in Chicago who work for the media, this is the part I get. The newspaper guys, they're working for a failing industry. They've been the worst franchises of all time, and they're questioning maybe the White Sox, who have the best franchise after having the poorest one for years in Chicago, maybe the best franchise in Chicago. So I just wanted to get my feelings felt on that. Now, let's talk about your guy, Spencer Turnbull. And let's oh, talk my about, guy. <laughs> let's talk about the state of baseball, where it's at, where you're throwing a, one, a, a no-hitter every two weeks. Every two weeks. There's been like six, seven no-hitters already. Did you see yeah. the combined records of the guys that have thrown the no-hitters? Um, not very good. I, I, I haven't seen the combined records, but I do know that most of those guys are not uh, top-level pitchers, like Wade Miley or, or Spencer Tonebull, not, not that great. Yeah, and you know what? John Sharp. And I tell John, I'm not going to tell you what the topics are. That's how I made my bones. That's how you pick yourself up. <laughs> we never knew what we were going to talk about. So I, I, and then he knows it. You're right. Turnbull, horrible pitcher, 9-25 in his career. Wade Miley, 88 and 87. Okay. Means 17 and 15. Uh Rodon, 30 and 33 with a 4.10 ERA. Yeah, yeah. Baseball analytics has killed the offensive side of the game where you just want to strike out now. I mean, I saw Castillo lose on a flu on a home run. He struck out 11, 12 guys. Where did it get him? Where did it get him? He could have used a double play ball before that home run. So what is it, John? Are these these aren't great pitchers? You used to have to be a great pitcher to throw a no hitter. Yeah, and no more, and they're coming almost once a week. Yeah, and and let's give a little bit credit to I think just pitchers have gotten better too. I, I think pit, there's analytics for hitting and pitching, and I think pitching has become much more efficient. Hitting is not yet. I still think hitting, and I. I I do a show with a hitting coach every Sunday. And, you know, he said there's kind of a, a multiple factors in here, but one of it is just the kind of approach that hitters are taking of you kind of have to build yourself up to be this home run hitter. And that's kind of sacrificing a few things that you shouldn't be. Uh, so it's, it's a lot. It's, it's multiple factors. I don't think hitters are bad. I just think uh, a hitters will probably do a lot better uh, after given a few weeks or, you know, a, a few months into the season, we usually see during the summer hitters go off. And uh, I, I think we're, we are seeing a lot of, of hitters going down this season. I know home runs are down, average is down, all of that. But I think we eventually see it get better during the summer months. But, yeah, it's it's a little bit of a problem with baseball that hitters are starting to learn just home run or strikeout. And the approach is a little bit of a home run walk or strikeout. But uh, those those changes do kind of need to be made a little bit. I heard that this hitting coach said, uh, players don't learn bat control as much anymore as they, they used to. They don't yeah. bunt. They don't go the other way. I saw a shift on Musakis last night. All he has to do is lay down a bunt or hit it down. They were the third baseman's at short. I mean, it's just absolutely ridiculous. Listen to this about Mercedes. You ready for this? Back to him. That type of confidence is enduring and, and entertaining when you're a fun-loving big league clubhouse like the White Sox. Okay, it's decidedly less so when you haven't reached low A. As a result, the Washington Nationals decided the slow, old-for-the-level catcher with a big mouth wasn't worth the, the time. So I just wanted to throw that in there before I throw it. Now let's go back to these goofs that are thrown notice. You're, you're doing way too much explaining. It's the low point <laughs> of Major League Baseball offense of all time. This is a team you you got to be able to, to hit the ball. Just make contact. The strikeouts are insane. They've watched SportsCenter, 
and they're they're just going for the they're just going for the big home run now, my friend. That's what. Well, yeah, doing. it's 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 sort of what's what's being taught to you know it, it, try and go more for the big home runs and try and go more for a big explosive offense. But yeah, it's it's some guys. Uh, some guys aren't equipped for that, though. Like, let's go to an example in the Phillies. A guy like Scott Kingery tried to learn from a hitting coach that was Aaron Judge's hitting coach and teaching him this power swing, this all-or-nothing swing. It doesn't work for a guy that's about 5'8", five, 5'9", five, and needs to be more of a contact hitter, get on base. He's a speedy guy. You know, it doesn't work when you're trying to hit home runs like that. So, yeah, it's just I, I think hitters are kind of being taught, uh, you know, this home run or nothing approach when that doesn't work for everybody, and it shouldn't no. work for everybody. Uh, yeah, Not it, everybody it, it, is Aaron Judge or Giancarlo Stanton. Well, no, you know, Rod Carew. I never saw Rod Carew hit a ball over 70 miles an hour. And all he did was lead the league, league in hitting every damn year. But he <laughs> could spray to all fields. He could lay down bunts. Yeah. I mean, the guy would be up there like this. Just let me hit. Let me let the blooper hits down the first baseline. Blooper hits down the third baseline. Those are beautiful plays. Yeah. Moving the runners. That's gone. And now you've got nine and 25 pitcher. That's his name. Spencer Turnbull throwing a no hit. <laughs> anyway, what are you going to do? But it I'm, is a nine and 25 pitcher who does it, it is, but it's remarkable pitching in the point of it's the guy's nine and 25, but I mean, his stuff is incredible. He was throwing mid to high nineties last night. So Phillip it's, it Humber. is Philip Humber threw a perfect game. Let's move on. All right. <laughs> okay. All right. It's time. Oh, by the way, I'm going to be announcing some Twitter changes. I'm going to start concentrating more, John, on our stuff, Win Daily, Bears Barroom, AM1000, on right. handicapping. I'm going to get off most of the debate stuff. I didn't bring this up because I've had enough. Justin Fields is going to be the greatest quarterback of all time. Nick Foles was better than Mitch Trubisky. Uh, Tony oh. LaRusa. Did Chicago win. really believe that? Did they yes. not? I guess they didn't see my Twitter account of even after the Eagles Super Bowl going. Absolutely. Yeah, Nick Foles is not that good. I can tell you some very bright people who are the dumbest moron jag bags who thought that Nick Foles was better than Mitch Trubisky. Oh. And oh. Mitch Trubisky is, and this is an earth that the same people bombing LaRusa are the same people bombing or were the same bombing Trubisky. There's a parallel here. I can't figure it out. Success pisses people off or some people off. You know what I mean? Yeah, Nick Foles was never a good quarterback, so I don't know where that would have come from. Thank you, my friend. Uh, I know he won the Super Bowl with the team that I root for a lot, but he was never really that good. Yeah. Uh, he was good for two games in the playoffs, and that's about it. All right, yeah. let's talk about some NBA basketball. I got one game tonight as far Do as... Do you? No, yesterday I had Boston. Today I'm, I'm interested to hear your picks. Did you tell us? No, I, I told that I was... I, 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 I put it on my Twitter account. Uh, before the game, an hour before the game, I put it on my Twitter account. Uh, so I, I will give myself credit for that at least. If you follow me, you would have gotten the pick right. So maybe that's enticing people. That's to what you got to do. You got to follow. <laughs> you see the following up there, okay? There's one game. I got nothing on the uh, on the Laker game tonight. Golden State. It came out even okay. for my for my system. I don't know if you're leaning any way with that game. Uh, that's a game you can watch. I hope Steph Curry wins. I heard uh, somebody on ESPN Molly on. First take. I don't know her name, uh, yeah. but I saw it on Twitter. She said LeBron's setting this up. Oh, Curry's the MVP because he wants to knock Curry off. He wants yeah. to look good. That's uh, one of his rivals right now. It is. It's one of his big-time rivals. Oh, the rivalry is pretty even right now also. Let's go to San Antonio. I like the Spurs tonight, plus four. I mean, uh, Memphis is minus four. I know they got uh, a couple nice players, but San Antonio to only be getting four – at Memphis, 
Uh, Tim Duncan, I know, is not walking through that door. Either is Tony <laughs> Parker, none of those guys. But I like seeing Antonio in the spot. What's your take? Yeah, you know what? I was I was going to pick that game, and I was going to lean San Antonio. Now, the only thing I worry about is just they're not the best team, but this is a perfect scenario for them. It's a playoff-type game. Greg Popovich knows better than anybody how to get well in the playoffs, and some of these guys have, have playoff experience like DeRozan. And we saw that kind of help yesterday with with Indiana or at least Charlotte being a really young team inexperienced not really doing so well and uh, I think that's going to give maybe Memphis a little bit of trouble so I might I might end up telling you on that one that would be great buddy and uh you know like I said last night Johnny went two and one I went one and one the scary pick if we have one that's up to you to take you could take the run line you could try to go for it if you're up or something like that just remember that's not one of our main picks but we I do count it as a loss if I give it out oh um, yeah, yeah. I like, I think the hysteria, and this graded out pretty good for me. I got to lean towards your guys in Philly today. Lean. Lean. Not a lean, or not just a lean. It's a lean. A two lean. Middle of the road. But I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to take that game or not. The strong game I got is the Angels tonight. You know, you had this, uh, Mike Trout get hurt again. Uh, somebody said on TV today, uh, it's a shame we need the stars in baseball. I'll be honest with you. Mike Trout's been insignificant to me since he started playing for the Angels. Uh, you know, I, I mean, he's a great player and everything. This else. year was fun watching him and Otani, though. That It's yeah. just been cool well, to see those Otani's two guys. the MVP, and I think it's only going to strengthen the case now. And it has it is fun to watch him if, like out east, you're up at 1 o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's the worst. No, that's it's what I'm worst. talking about. Yeah, yeah it's the worst. But I tonight, can't watch him all the time, yeah. He's pitching the shot. He, that's what makes this guy the MVP kid. He's got a ton of home runs, ton of RBIs. Now he's pitching. I'm taking the uh, LA Angels minus the 134 tonight. No, I'm going to go actually against my Phillies. I'm going to go a little first five action. Trevor Roger, Trevor Rogers, first five money line plus 104 uh, for the Marlins because uh, Rogers has been great. Phillies don't hit left-handed pitching too well. They strike out a ton, and this guy's a pretty decent strikeout pitcher. So I think the Phillies are going to have a tough time with him in the first five innings. So I'm going to go there. And then real quick, I'll go with my other game uh, because I do like it. Uh, where was I going to go with it? Uh, where Where's the game? I do like the White Sox today. Uh, Giolito, I know, has been not great in his last few starts, but but he's due, and the, the price has dropped way down. This is a guy who would be minus 160, minus 170 for a start, and now it's minus 122. I think the price has dropped enough that you can finally you know bet on Lucas Giolito, and I think he is due for a good game against a bad, bad, bad Twins team. Do you bad think the price team. dropped because people have stopped believing in the Twins and they think Giolito's going to bounce back? Well, yeah, I. It's That's just a lot Gio- of to be given the White Sox, though. I'll be giving you. I'll, I'll be telling you that. So minus one twenty two is it's a oh, it's minus one twenty two. Okay, yes, it's a decent price, but I think it's it's a lot because so that would be usually minus one eighty. People are taking the Twins, right? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Trying well, to bet against Giolito. Okay, so you got you like your Phillies, you like your White Sox. Um, I take the Spurs tonight. This is my first foray nice. into the NBA. Yeah, that play in game. Get rid of it. Please, I, know I liked it on paper, but I will admit yesterday's games were not great. It'll nah. it'll look great when Golden State and the Lakers are playing today, but yesterday was not good. I will admit, I was looking forward to it. Yesterday was not great, though. I didn't watch one minute of it. It's just <laughs> a bunch of nonsense for the owners to make extra money during this time, sell yeah. some TV advertising. That's all it's about. I would hope to God that they'll definitely straighten things out. Once they fill everything up to capacity, but people are watching on TV too, folks. You don't have to bastardize the product. 
We don't do that here. We stay no, we within don't. our 20 minutes. John, great job as always, buddy. Good job. Great show. We got to do the wave. I thought you were going to forget the wave for a second. No, I never forget the wave. <laughs>